The San Francisco 49ers officially announced their new coaches hiring. This is great. We finally know who's going to be coaching for the 49ers. Javon Kinlaw doesn't look like he's going anywhere. And we got the great John Chapman on here to give us his early prediction at the 53-man roster. Stay tuned. It's going down right here on the Wayne Breezy Show, the John and Wayne edition. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. Breezy end. this, breezy the that. Lord. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's round one, round two of the John and Wayne show. John Chapman's in the building, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, Playboy? Man, it's Friday morning, and I could not be happier to be on this show, ready to break this down because you tease this on our show. I think Tuesday, or maybe it was whenever I was watching your show on Wednesday. And so I've been excited about this show for a couple of days now. And here we are. I'm pumped, man. It's so good to have you here, John. It's, it's good to be with you twice a week. I feel like I want it to be more. I know our time. There's no, just not enough time because uh, you are the goat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Man. I was uh, Listen, I was on the show. Uh, I did a show with Larry Kruger this week. I think it was Wednesday. And he asked me, like, you know, who would you because they left me off that bracket thing. Right. And he was like, you know, who would be your, you know, your top? content creators and i was like listen it's gonna come down to you and you and john and 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 i forgot the other two i think i put uh raj in there against brad raj is the freaking man he's the man right man well you guys are my four horsemen man like isn't that crazy like i'll take it man i love what you guys do but uh it's good to be here it's friday guys freestyle friday Shout out to everybody out there. Got the Breezy's Bunch in the building. I see your hashtag BB's popping along. Shout out to all the members of the Breezy Bunch. I like to give them early morning shout outs, man. That's part of what they're here for, bro. So shout out to my man, Boss. Boss is in the house. Great morning, Niner fam. It's payday. And give Ayuk his money. Yes. yes. Let's go. Let's go. VZ408. Good morning, my weepos. I like that. And then he had to hit you with the hashtag BB. Our brother Paul's in the building. Shout out to Paul over there in the UK, baby, holding it down. 49 of Faithful UK. I love it. Christy Marie is in the building. She says, morning, y'all. Miss Debbie is in the building. Good morning, uh, Wayne and John. Friday has finally arrived, fam. Let's charge into this day for a strong finish to the week. Let's go, Miss Debbie. I'm with you 100%. Eddie G's in the place to be. What up, Faithful BBCC? I love it. That's in the building. What up, Breezy? BBCC. I love it. <laughs> this is dope. I feel like we're, like, we're like, fire, we're, man. It's, it's, it's popping on a Friday. 
It's crazy. So we sh- we should change the hashtag to BCBC, like before Christ, before Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mikey Kim. They in the building. BBCC morning, y'all. I love it. See, John, see what you started? This is all John Chapman, guys. That's why he's the GOAT. Holla, everyone, or hola, everyone. Shout out to Jedi. I got to learn how to, to read my Spanish a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Big Papa's in the building with the hashtag CCs. I'll see you out there. And if I missed anybody, my apologies, but we got to get the show started. Shout out to my man, Dion, Niner Game Podcast. Good morning. They spelled your name with the with an I. It's different. I'll take it, man. I'll, I'll take, take it. it. I'll, I'll take it. I, I think I'm actually with you. You know, it's pretty cool. All right. Uh, and Peachy is definitely in the building, and she starts to show off with the first super chat contribution. Foghorn one time. Thank goodness it's Friday to everyone. Let's get this BB with Wayne and John. Take six. BB and CC together. We are family. Do, 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 do. I got all my sisters and me. What's going on, y'all? Ah, John, I, I'm sorry. I know I take a long time, but I, I just love it. Now, since you guys are here, if you don't know what the BBs or the CCs stand for, listen, it's all about becoming a member of the Breezy's Bunch, and you're going to want to because it comes with some cool perks. So all you got to do is click that little join button uh, right there as you guys are watching the show. Don't forget to hit that like button as well. That's the little thumbs up icon. And if you're already not subscribed to the channel, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Our man Ted Talks is in the building. What's going on, Ted Talks Ball, Breezy, and JLC? Uh, John, did I ever ask you, how your, your middle name became Lamar. I must have didn't stick with me because I know I've asked you, how you get a black person middle name? I just, yeah, yeah. I, I got named after my uh, racist uncle who is not black. Uh, I don't know why they named me after him, but his name was Lamar, and he just fought people his whole life, and I guess I got that little fighter in me. I don't know. but You do have the fighter in you, John. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it. it's, I will say this. I have won an enormous, a, a crazy amount of drinks uh, on bets at bars, being a bartender, asking people to pick my middle name. It starts with an L. I'll give you three guesses. If not, you got to buy me a beer. I'm so just all right, you, let's, let's, let's figure out the three guesses. Larry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get um, Larry Linwood and, and Lincoln. Am yeah. I you get a bunch of weird ones and it kind of tells people what they see in me. I feel like they want to say Chet or Chad every time, even though it's not even there. <laughs> watching weird science. That's but that's OK. <laughs> Way to go, Chet. <laughs> Remember Chet? Yes, uh, I do. Right, yes, I do. Uh, um, Paxton, man. Uh, Bill Paxton. What, that was his name, right? Bill yep. Paxton. My nephew uh, is named Paxton after that actor. My brother loved that dude. Oh, man. What True a great story. movie, too. If you guys haven't seen Weird Science, uh, what a great movie. John, uh, I'm happy oh, to be what? here, man, because, you know, we're, we're going to cap off the week of the 49ers content. Usually you and I kind of take them Saturdays and Sundays off of the YouTube channel to, you know, do some other things, spend time with the family and all that good stuff. So our live shows kind of end, but you got your Patreon popping and things going on over there as well. Uh, but listen, let's talk about some of the things that just happened with the San Francisco 49ers. So on yesterday, they finally announced the new hires. All right. And I want to talk about the new hires just a little bit, John. And, 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 and here we go. All right. We got defensive coordinator. Now we knew Steve Wilkes was going to be the defensive coordinator, offensive passing game specialist, Clint Kubiak, defensive quality control, Jacob Webster, and then coaching operations assistant, Max Moles. Now does Matt, is that the boombox guy? I'm just curious. That, so that was one of the positions that was the boombox guy. We'll gotcha. see if he uh, brings – if that's part of his repertoire. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. And I'll say this. The 49ers have been the most 
poached team um, as far as players, front office, and coaches. Like you, you name yeah. it. You work for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, you're going to get paid. And so, you know, I truly believe that they're the best in the NFL at working the practice squad and elevating and developing those types of players. Manuel Mosley, Aziz, Ross Dwelly. Like, I mean, good gosh. Like, they have done such a good job. So, to be a defensive quality control coach. And I forget. I was I was hanging out with my old coaching buddies this past week. We went on a ski trip up to Mammoth. You know me. And I was we were just talking. It was a long drive. It's like five hours to Mammoth. And I was like, all right, you know, you've been doing this for a minute. If you could go back and start your coaching career over, what would you do differently? And we both said the same thing. You'd go be a GA or a quality control coach. GA is the same thing at the college level for a coach that you believe in and do all the grunt work and just work your way up. And that's what the defensive quality can control coach is. And that, that's exactly what I would do. Uh, that's where Shanahan got his start coaching uh, for John Gruden in Tampa. Uh, that's where... McVeigh got his his job in Washington being a quality control for Kyle. And so you just start to see the system churning. And these names that we might not n- know much about today, they're going to be the coaches in a decade. Hey, hey, we'll, we'll take it and I'll take it. You know, yeah. uh, uh, I want to focus, talk a little bit more about Steve Wilkes. We've kind of like put his name to bed a little bit. Um, the one area that the San Francisco 49ers chose to target in free agency is the defensive side. Um, and they finally started to give Steve Wilkes some pieces in that secondary. Uh, what, what are we going to get from Steve Wilkes, John? Like, uh, it, does he have a different philosophy? He's going to try to bring something different here with the San Francisco 49ers. What's the key difference between a Wilkes defense and a D'Amico Ryan's defense? I think we're going to see the transition from a linebacker centric focused uh, with scheme and all those things to a DB focused. Um, and he, here's what I mean by that. If you look at D'Amico or Robert Sala, right, they were linebacker coaches. They were linebacker players like that's what they were. But now with the Niners having the best linebacker in football and Fred Warner, I would say a top five linebacker, the best linebacking core in the NFL with Drake Greenlaw. If you get to elevate that DB play, and I say DB because it's not just corners or safeties, it's both. Um, and again, you, you listen to these names that Steve Wilkes have coached. And I keep going back to this. Sean Taylor, Ryan Clark, Charles Tillman, Eric Weddle, Quentin Jammer, Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson. He has coached greatness at the DB level. Mm-hmm. And so the player that is going to gain the most from this hire, and the thing I'm most excited about, Talanoa Hufunga. Oh, yeah. That is, we haven't, he's only one year as a starter. That dude's career, incredible. All pro his first year as a starter. If it elevates at all, if it elevates at all, which I expect it to, Mm -hmm. we could be talking about the best safety of the next decade. It's a possibility to be there. I think yesterday I was talking uh, on on a show and I was saying like, you know, the cool thing about uh, Talanoa Hufunga is, you know, he struggled last year with communication i thought that was his biggest thing i thought there were too many guys out there communicating with him this year he gets to lead the communication so so, dude i I think what you just said was it's huge i haven't even thought about it because the communication was bad why was it bad jimmy ward got hurt right before the season right before the the guy who worked all off season with he got hurt you put in you know tyson gibson who was great but Gibson had to learn from Hufunga. 
there's a reason why all those communication issues happened. And yeah, it looks bad on Hufunga, but that dude went from learning. He went from grasshopper to master really damn quick. Super fast, super fast. And and I know we saw his play decline a little bit, but that's that's geared to happen to a first year starter. You know what I'm saying? For, for a person that starts off, some people start off slow. Remember, he started off fast because he was still riding on the high of, of having the best safety damn, the, the damn best safety tandem in the league. Jimmy Ward. And Talano Hufanga was going to be the best safety tandem in the league. Unfortunately, Ward ended up getting hurt, and they signed uh, Tyshawn Gibson, and they bring him in, and and then they got to get reacclimated, right. you know, you know, to the game plan. But Hufanga came out guns blazing. I think a lot of that helped because we had also Emmanuel Mosley, and you had uh, Mooney Ward just locking down the outside. Didn't matter if it was zone or man; like they were locking it down. So it allowed Hufanga to play freely. So I'm excited. And the reason why I'm asking you this, you said that Hufunga benefits the most. I'm curious to know how he's going to help, help, uh, pr- uh, what's the word? Not produce, but uh, continue to uh, pr- uh, progress a player like Diamador Lenore, who finished the season probably the strongest out of all of the DBs. And he got a lot of the flack during the season, too. I was getting texts and DMs like, man, get Demo out, get Demo out, get D-. And I was like, man, that dude ain't giving up a touchdown. He gave up one yeah. touchdown, I think, the whole season. Did he get posterized on some deep throws? Yes, he did. That's going to happen in a cover three, cover four type system because you're leaving your corners on an island continuously. But that dude, you know, John Lynch, whenever he had his presser at the Combine, he made an effort to talk about the one big breakthrough player was Demo. And I think that the offseason strategy has been adjusted because of how well he played. It broke my heart seeing Emmanuel Mosley go elsewhere. I hated that. But I think a big reason why they were okay with that was because of Demo. He played so well filling in for, for Mosley whenever he went down with that injury that they were just like, you know what? We could save some money on this position. We can go young, get some young corners in here because of how well he played and the confidence they have in him. Hyena, baby. Yeah. And it's going to be, look, I'm excited for the secondary. I'm excited to see some blitzing. I'm a little nervous about the nickel blitzing because I'm not sure that's something you're going to get out of the new free agent, uh, Isaiah Oliver, that they brought in. He's not even a free agent anymore. He's a 49er, so my apologies. Are we going to get that? He didn't do much of that in Atlanta. Uh, He he doesn't have many sacks. Uh, But does does he have the speed? Is he going to be the guy? I, I think he really does. I, I think it was a scheme-specific issue. One, because his first two and a half years, he was an outside corner. You don't blitz outside corners very often. His last two and a half years, he was inside corner, um, so nickel guy. But he also played safety. Like He bounced back and forth between nickel and safety. And so there were there were four consecutive plays I was watching. I think it was this, one of the Saints games last year where he was safety, one play, very next play, nickel, Safety again, the nickel. Like he bounced back because they wanted to keep him on the field. But when a team goes 11 personnel, a lot of times you take your nickel out. They were saying, uh uh-uh, uh, we want Isaiah Oliver in. We'll just take a safety out and bounce him back. And so the versatility is key. For the 49ers, I do believe his first <laughs> kind of gig week one early in the season will be nickel predominantly. And Wilkes is going to blitz him. Now, the good news is if you look at how aggressive Isaiah Oliver is in the run game, sixth highest PFS score against the run for any defensive back. I think that will translate. He has two career sacks. He's aggressive. He's long. He's a very good tackler. I think that's part of his game that's going to kind of flourish this year. I really do. 
I love it. I'm going to take a small oh. quick break for breaking news uh, from our, our guy, Coach Cruz. The Lions yes, re-signed is, Nate Sudfeld. Interesting, John. Interesting. What a testament to... Ha- if you... Again, we just... I said earlier, if you are a part of the Shanahan Lynch, what anything, you're going to yeah. get paid. You're gonna, yeah, and you're going to have a the job. The fact that Nick Mullins is still the number two quarterback in this league is baffling to me. I love Nick Mullins. I'm glad he got paid. Nate Sudfeld, remember how everybody was so pissed off when they cut him on that $2 million Guaranteed. salary? Yeah. Got picked up. Yeah. Niners didn't have to pay it. And he's still picked up. Shout out to Nate Sudfeld. Great dude. Um, I would have been fine with him being our quarterback three. The 49ers chose to elevate that with Sam Darnold over Sudfield. I think everybody would take Darnold over Sudfield. Um, ha- happy for him, man. Very happy for him. Good for him. Good, good deal. Very happy. Very happy. Now, I got to ask a question that has nothing to do with football. Uh, uh, let me just ask a question. Uh, do you have issues singing happy birthday uh, like to dudes? Like It feels weird to sing the original happy birthday. Like If I can make up something, a different one. Just, I have issues singing anything because I'm so terrible. Uh, <laughs> and if I, if I if I sing anything to a dude, they're not going to know if it's a mating call or if I'm like declaring war on somebody. It's so bad. So, uh, so here's yeah. the thing: I don't I don't have an issue. I just have an issue how they may receive it because I only know how to sing "Happy Birthday" one way. But I don't really give a because f- it's my show. There Happy birthday man. out there, the crazy juice. You about to get the birthday song? Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. I'm speeding it up. Happy birthday, crazy juice. Happy birthday to you. Let's go, baby. Happy birthday, crazy juice. You out there, man. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I just I just didn't know how he was gonna receive it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I you know, I don't have an issue. Like, I just hey man. Yeah, that's what I do. Celebrating people, that's always going to be on the positive side, man. For sure. 100%. Um, Any other interesting uh, news from the new hires that we have? Uh, I mean, let's talk about Kubiak a little bit. Uh, What are your thoughts? We got the the other brother, the other brother, Kubiak, in the building. So now we got Kubiak squared in the building. So let's talk a little bit about it. Man, I think, you know, everybody wants to attribute the outside zone to Shanahan. Daddy Shanahan's not the one that created that. It was Gary. It was Gary Kubiak. It was a Kubiak system. Shanahan learned under Kubiak, took it, and then took it to the next level. So the 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 original OG outside zone blocking scheme and all that stuff, that's Gary Kubiak, these guys' dads. Now, I'll, I'll be honest, and I, you know I'm usually a very positive guy. One of my biggest negatives with Kyle Shanahan, um, who I love, I have as a top four coach in the NFL, it's just how he doesn't like outsiders. He doesn't like giving new people opportunities. It's the Shanahan loyalty program, and he's going to keep people that he knows and trusts around him and not give new people as many shots as I would have liked. Uh, it's probably it's a big problem with the NFL in general, the fact there's still Ryans and Shanahan's and Kubiak's and all that stuff. It's who you know, not what you know sometimes. Uh, but I think both these guys, you know, the Vikings were pretty happy to see him go. Um, they did not really enjoy his time uh, with with their team. So, But with the 49ers, he's not going to be calling plays. He's going to be helping with research, design, things like that. So I think it's a good hire. It's somebody Kyle trusts. I do wish there was some new blood coming in a little bit more, but uh, that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, man. I, look, I, look I, I trust whoever Kyle brings in the building. Same. 
Same. Uh, at the end of the day, you're going to get good coaching. And then at the end of the day, we end up with draft picks somehow, some way. It's just the way that it works. Uh, and so I'm cool with it. Uh, I'm I'm glad to see what's going to be. What what do you think is going to be different though with the 49ers? Like coaching wise, I mean, still Kyle runs the team, but I'm I'm looking at uh, Clint Kubiak. He's going to be defensive quality control. Like what the hell does that even mean? So basically, the quality control coach, they are the ones that prep a lot. So if I'm a position coach, what I would tell my GA again, GA in the high school and you know. It, College level, same. Yeah, very good. So I'd say, hey, man, I need to find out what this team does on third and three or less. How many people in the box? How do they line up versus 21? Where do they blitz from? All those things. Like they're trying to find all the little minutiae on, okay, if we run, you know, if we're in a three by one to the left side, how often are they playing man or quarters or halves on the backside? Things like that. Um, and so you're just it's it's a constant it's grunt research and just finding out little bitty tidbits that the coordinators can exploit. That's what I like to hear, man. Real quick, we got another super chat contribution. Oh. Oh. Me, me, be in the place to be. It's Friday. Let's get it. Bang, bang. Let's go, That's Mimi. Awesome, Shout out to you, Mimi. Thank you so much. We appreciate you uh, over here. Ah, oh, man. All right. Let's keep it moving, man. So look. The new hires have officially been announced. They've been on the team for a long time. We just weren't sure, you know. Uh, we had I was on uh, Nothing But Niners last night. We had Jason on here, and he was explaining how the coaches even got paid. And it's and, and he was trying to tell everybody, listen, they don't even get paid out of the salary cap. There's a whole different type of money. So is this an owner's expense? 100% owner's expense and does not have to be let out. So a lot of the NFL coaches, you don't need, like, you'll never figure out exactly how much they make. Um, the only reason why we know what any coaches make is because of the Green Bay Packers. Because they're a publicly traded company, they oh. have to divulge everything publicly. Okay. So yeah, you can find out they're kind of the measuring stick for ah. what coaches make, and so you can kind of figure those things out. But we'll never know. And, again, this doesn't come out of salary cap. Um, this is 100% just out of Jed York's pocket. So I hope they're making as much money as possible. Uh, anytime somebody gets paid, it is time to celebrate. Celebrating other people's success is a wonderful thing that leads to happiness, in my opinion. Real talk. I mean, if that's from John Chapman, man. Like he, John Chapman, to me, is, is Gandalf the Great. <laughs> <laughs> and the white put together right like you know uh, <laughs> both that's who i look at you you're the wise one you know and or the yoda if you guys watch star wars he's the yoda i'm not I'll saying take it, you're man. old bro but you're just the, the master master there's a lot of similarities physical appearance wise i'm just gonna be honest <laughs> <laughs> that is not where i was going with this but okay uh all right uh john did you get a chance to hear the christian watson interview uh, on the Rich Eisen show. No, All no, right, I so missed this. Cool. So we're going to take a listen to it now. Uh, Rich asked him a little bit about Trey Lance. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I what he had to say about Trey Lance was rather interesting. And I'm not sure if anybody else out there heard it. Uh, guys, go on my TikTok. I think it's on TikTok. I'll make sure I post it on Instagram as well. But let's take a quick listen to see what he had to say quarterback uh in Trey Lance knowing what it takes to be a quarterback in this league 
and knowing that he hasn't had much of an opportunity, how do you think he would fare if he's the starting quarterback of the 49ers? You know, I got 100% uh, percent confidence in, in Trey, you know, not just because, you know, I played with him. I know the type of man he is, the type of player he is, and, the, you know, what he's capable of. You know, I think I think that, you know, all he needs is, is you know, what you said, just, just the opportunity. He needs that experience. He needs to just go out there and, and just, you know, be given that time, you know, adjust to the league and you know what it takes you know I, I think that he has everything that it takes uh, he just needs to go out there and, and show everybody we met him at, in face-to-face at the Super Bowl he said he's open to having a competition that he doesn't want the the job given to him I'm wondering what you think of when you hear that Lance said that for me I, you know, I think that's the mindset I have going every, every single year so what goes people look the most in this league is, is the competition in the league if you're happy where you're at then I personally believe you're not going anywhere that competitive this is what's going to drive him and turn him into the player that he's capable of being. Do you get a good story about when you realized he, he had an it factor? Obviously, he was, he was younger and experienced at that point, and, you know, so was I. Um, I mean, he still, he still had that dog. He had that, that great night. Yeah. Uh, for the moment, he stepped on there, you know, with, you know starting out on scout team, uh, just seeing, you know, seeing him, you know, perform, like, you know, being better than the facing week in and week out. So, uh, you know, I, I saw from the moment he stepped on campus, that, you know, he had something about him. All right, uh, John, he got that dog in him. Yeah. It's the only thing that mattered to me. I mean, uh, Christian Watson, if you're watching, I'm going to need you. Whenever you do a phone interview or whatnot, pull the car over uh, and, and just you, you'll get to where you're going because uh, his service was going in and out. It was terrible. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah I, I need to take heed to that myself. You know, we got to get to where we're going. But seriously. He got that dog in him, man. What what did you get from this, bro? Because Trey Lance did talk about competition. I'm big on competition. The 49ers made the quarterback room competitive. End of discussion. It's competitive no matter what way you see it. I don't care if you don't like Sam Darnold. They brought in a young kid for a reason. Let's talk about this, bro. I, man, I, you and I were pretty damn early on the trade train i i would argue we were yes. two of the first, the first all player. on a board you know what Easy. i'm saying yeah and there's a reason why we liked him part of the reason why i kept going through like okay why do quarterbacks bust right why do quarterbacks not pan out in the nfl one they go to a crappy team that doesn't apply to trade two work ethic they don't have what it takes to study film and put the time in Trey Lance, again, back-to-back years, most time in the offseason and the digital playbook. It's logged by the 49ers. Dude's a workhorse. Three, physical skill set. He's got in spades. Now, the one critique would be he's not as fast as everybody thought he was. He's not as elusive as everybody thought he was. So, whatever. You go through those things. It's really, really hard to determine this 22-year-old kid. People don't understand. He's younger than 11 of the top 14 draft-eligible quarterbacks. He's still a pup. You talk about that dog in there. It's a pup. <laughs> like he's he's young. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, so, puppies be barking too. Arf, arf. Go, Here man. we go. I had to get the right bark. <laughs> I'm excited for him. Um, I really hope that he takes this and runs with it. The addition of Sam Darnold, I really, really like as well. He's 25. He's three years older than Trey, which is crazy, but still young, mm-hmm. um, despite having 56 games played in already. They just continue to insulate the position, and I love me some Brock Purdy. And if he didn't get injured, I he would be the He's starter the quarterback. But yeah. that's not the world we live in. Correct. And so this gives the 49ers just an extra opportunity to put Trey in there, 
I don't know what's changed from week one of 2022 where they had all the confidence in the world to Trey. He played five quarters, broke his ankle, and now. What have you seen that would make you have less confidence in him? His job on the sidelines, first player. The We go to the games. The first <laughs> player off the sidelines, off the sideline. greeting Brock Purdy in the offense every freaking time. Complete ultimate teammate. Great. We just got to see it. He just needs the snaps. And yeah. so I, I'm a believer. We'll see what happens. If if it doesn't work out, then we got Brock Purdy, which is wonderful. But um, my guess is Trey Lance will start the most games for the 2023 season at quarterback. There's only one way Trey Lance doesn't see the field as a starter, and that's if he happens to have some type of setback and his injury. Like, yep. that's the only way. Other than that, you're going to get the growing pains, and you're going to have to live with them. But here's the good thing. Right. And I'm cool with growing pains because he should have been had these mother freaking growing pains. Yeah. But unfortunately, his rookie season, he didn't get the opportunity because it was all about Jimmy. And then after that, he ended up getting hurt when they were full in on Trey. I still believe that they're full in on Trey, just like you do. Uh, and I actually think with Brock Purdy, look, I love the fact that we got Brock Purdy. He's technically the insurance plan. And so here's the thing, Brock. Rest up, heal up, take as much time as you need. We may, we want to make sure you're 100% correct, correct. You can make all the throws. I'm talking the short throws, throws across the body, throws across the field, throws down the field, intermediate route, deep, without hurting. Let him heal up. There's no rush to rush Brock back, right? There's no rush. He's going to get his money. He's going to get paid. He's still a quarterback for the 49ers. And when he's ready to go, he'll get the opportunity. But for Trey Lance... I like this interview because I want to hear from other players about Trey. Like, what are they seeing him? And why not ask a former teammate that actually caught passes from a kid that didn't throw a lot of passes? Okay, that's what y'all say, right? He didn't throw a lot of passes. I mean, his numbers say he didn't, but hey, who cares? The passes that he did throw to Christian Watson, that's what he caught. And so, look, I'm excited to see what Trey Lance is going to bring. The fact that he said he had the, I'm lost. He lost me at dog. I was already hooked in. So what he Your was face saying, lit up, man. Boy, he said dog because that is what the 49ers need. They need dogs. They, If you keep uh, breeding dogs on this roster, the, our coaches are dogs. Like, you know what I'm trying to say. And so that's the whole – that's why it just keeps churning, man. Why do you think we keep competing? We start off slow and finish strong every – We've been doing it for the past several seasons, so I can't wait to see what Trey Lance do. Shout out to Christian Watson uh, for his take. Shout out to Rich Eisen uh, as well on the interview. He's been great. I, I would say Rich Eisen has been one of the most consistent national media guys really? that's been solid on Trey Lance for a long time. Um, and Agreed. one, he's just great at his job. So Really great. And he went to Michigan, so go blue. Ooh, All right. There you go. There you go. We got to bring this up because uh, before and before we do this, I want to give a shout out to uh, some members of the Breezy's Bunch. Uncle Scott has been a member for four months and I wanted to give Great him his dude. ear horn. All right. I had to give him his ear horn one time, one time. And then my man, 49er Jeff, three month membership ear horn to you too, baby. It's the fog horn, air horn, my bad. <laughs> It's crazy because they don't pop up here on the stream yard, but they do pop up on the YouTube. So I got the YouTube to the left and stream yard right in front of my face. But listen, man, shout out to you guys. One man show. I don't know how you do all this, man. It's impressive. When you make a mistake, you just laugh at it. That's that's how I do. (laughs) 
That's that's what I do. What's going on, Ronnie? I see you out there. Fernando's in the building. Happy Friday, everyone. What's going on, Fernando? Uh, Kylie's in the building. You've probably been in the building. Here's our brother from another mother right here, oh. Johnny Dell's Football Academy. I got to get Johnny on the show real soon. Let's talk All about All he does is teach me, man. That that's dude, it. I learned so much that's from it. that cat. It's the one time I actually shut up. No offense <laughs> to you. No, none taken, man. None taken whatsoever. It's it's the one time I just shut up and I put on a tape recorder because uh, I'm an old school college student. Like I just put the tape recorder, the voice recorder on and I just go home and re-listen to it. Uh, Javon Kinlaw is going to get traded. Uh, now, now, this was a report from Cam Enman. Uh, the 49ers plan to hold on to defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw for the fourth and final year of his rookie deal. Sounds like something I've been saying all along. Like, this kid is not going to go anywhere. They want to test him out. They want to see what he can do. And they upgrade it, right? And so he's going to get a nice relief, John, right? It's 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 really smart. Like, people don't understand. If somebody's pushing the, like, trade or cut Javon Kinlaw narrative, that's fine. And it's like, okay, if you want to play that game, that's cool. You have to look at the financials. If you cut Javon Kinlaw, do you know how much cap you save? Mm. Zero dollars. Ah, zero dollars. That was like we were going to save money, and then you hit. You save nothing. <laughs> it's it's a four point nine million dollar cap hit, whether he's on your team or he's not. That was funny. And so it's just like you're not going to do that. And if you look at Javon Kinlaw's tape, which what I'm currently doing, me and Juan Salas, shout out to Juan, Juan. we're going through and we're cutting up all the plays from the second half of the NFC championship with Javon Kinlaw. Everybody put the, the bad plays out there and they were awful in the first half. Second half, he played really good. He played really good. And so it's not even like his last game was terrible. He had three to four terrible plays, rightfully so, corrected it. And then had good second half. The game was out of hand by that point, whatever else. Um, it's not like he was making like sacks and tackle for losses, but he was doing his damn job. He's going to be the number three defensive tackle on this group, and that's fine. He's not picking up his fifth-year option. He's going to play out his contract, probably go somewhere else, and the 49ers to get a comp pick for him next year because this is the same guy. He's probably going to get three to $4 million, maybe more, next year, and you'll get a sixth or seventh round comp pick next year. So... Hey, give him another chance. Let him see if he can come back and stay healthy. Hey, now look, I I I'm still high on this kid. Okay, I still think he has something to bring to the table. I still think he has football left to offer. The only issue with Javon Kinlaw is his health, and that is the question mark. But listen, if it's not costing us much, then why not rock with it? And here's the thing: let's say you get three sacks out of Javon Kinlaw. Let's say you get. 10 tackles for loss out of Javon Kinlaw. I would say that's a productive year for a rotational piece. And people forget, do y'all remember three straight games of a fourth and one stop? Javon Kinlaw was in on all three of those. And that was during the, the stretch of week, I think it was 17, 18, then the wild card round. Like the dude was making plays when it mattered, but it's not the sacks and the whatever else. Like, there were a lot of positive plays in there. Is he, you know, a top 10 defensive tackle like we hoped he would be? No. Is he going to be starting this year? No. He's going to be the number three guy. He's going to get 30 snaps a game. That's fine. Not an issue. Not but an issue. production is high off of those 30 snaps. Exactly. That's exactly. the key. And this is the key to building him back up. It's a key to building back up his mentality. It's a key to building back up his confidence. And it's a key for him to just stay healthy. Wait, what are we forgetting here? That That's the whole point. 
We want him to find a way. We, the 49ers are trying to figure out a way how to get something out of there from our first round pick. And they're trying to make sure that he has the best possible scenario handed to him. So what did they do in the offseason? They signed defensive tackle Javon Hargrave, right? So that's an upgrade over everybody on the line except for Nick Bosa. <laughs> right. Javon Hargrave is a top three defensive tackle in this league, period. I, Aaron Donald, Chris Aaron Jones, Donald. Javon Hargrave. That's it. Damn. That's I it. like that. I like that. I like that. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and it's interesting. I know people aren't going to like it, but I think what we're going to get from Kim Law, he's right now he's working hard, right? He's, he's spending a lot of time at the training facility. Uh, he's getting right. He's getting his body right. He's hanging out with players. You, you see him out with Trey Lance at, at the games and things like that. He's he's a piece of this defense. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see if they're going to, you know, bring something, if he's going to bring something to the table. Uh, that's the key. Like, what's going to, what are you trying right. to do? And I'll say this again, like you bet on the person, you bet on the human and with his story and what he's been through, like, again, you celebrate other people's success. Just him making it to the NFL was huge, but he's still hungry. He's still going and just a great human with a great story. So like, again, another person, like I buy into it and I want that and I want to see what he can make of himself uh, in this league. I think he's got a spot here. So I, I, any any good would be is bonus right now because you're kind of you didn't you're not going to pick up the fifth year option so you're planning on moving on but he still has a role to play on this defense. I agree 100. I want to give a shout out to another breezy bunch member Marty Mar 49er Empire. What's good family? Let's go! And we got a super chat contribution followed up. By my brother Johnny James Niner Gang. What up, John and Wayne? It's been too long. I miss you guys and the chat family. Let's go get this greatness. Johnny James, man, thank you so much for the super chat contribution. We miss you as well. Thank I you. I like the clean. double first names. That's I clean. Too. That's that's really cool. Double J, you know. Um, look, uh, and now here's the thing: the Niners are more than likely not to use the fifth-year option on him, but that doesn't mean that if he doesn't produce. This might be one of those kind of cheaper contracts that they look to fill the rotation in going into, you know, next year. So yep. it's really on him. I think they're going to give him the opportunity. I mean, who else are you going to bring in that's cost efficient? Like, is all right, let me ask you this question. Is there another defensive tackle that you can sign right now for four point? How, what's the number you said it was going to cost? Yeah, it's four point two. Yeah. It, the problem is like... I think the defensive tackle room is the most depth on this entire team. Got six players. I, I mean, yeah, Hargrave, Armstead, Kinlaw, Givens. Givens was a week one starter for us last year. He's our number four now. now he's Maybe you put him number three, but whatever. Kalia Davis, you redshirted. Ty McGill. Like, you are stacked at that position. I think you might draft one late, but you don't have to. Like, you're good there. And so the defensive tackle spot, like, I don't know, man. I, I think... I think they're pretty solid there. Now, the question is, okay, the 4.2 that you brought up, yeah, you could go get somebody that, you know, would fit into that. It'd be just fine. The problem is you don't get back the 4.2 for Kinlaw. It's already spent. It's gone. Uh, so it's, it's, it's your double, you're spending more money. It's not either or. It's, it's both and. You would have to uh, go pay. See, that's not a good business move, I don't think. There's enough money at that position locked up, um, and I love what they're they're focusing on the defensive line. But I don't need more money at the defensive tackle spot. 
Um, I, I don't think that that's the answer personally. All right, man. We'll see. We'll see how this pans out. We'll, we'll keep the track on Ken Law. I know he's out there. He's looking. He's looking good, right? He looks. He looks like he's working out. He's doing well. And we'll see as the, his videos come out and they they amp up and, and things like that. All right, John. Let's get down to the nitty gritty of today's show. We're gonna talk about the early fifty three. All right. I think you said the 49ers have 60. Hold on, 62. I think it's 62. I, I got 63 contracted players. Oh, there we go. According to over the cap, though. So you're you might be spot racking it right now. So I don't I don't know. We might have different things, but I have 63 uh, that are on the contract now. Got to get to 90. So 27 more players to go. All right. Now we have 11 draft picks next week. Guys will be our first John and Wayne mock draft. All right, Ooh. next Friday will be the first John and Wayne mock draft. Of We're going to argue. We're going to argue. Uh, 100%. And that's <laughs> that. We're, we're just going to start. This, we're going to click, hey, mock draft. Hit the intro, come back, and go straight uh, into it. It's going to need all 60-plus minutes of that episode. Unless there's some type of breaking news or something like that, all right? So that will be next week. But this week, what I would like to do is focus on who does John feel are the, the, the 53 players on this team? All right, 53 players. So let's start, John, uh, with the quarterback position. 49ers have three quarterbacks on the roster. Do all three make the roster? 100%. Um, because, one, Purdy might be on the pup list, right, because of the previous injury from the previous year, which would be a roster exemption. But, uh, yeah, basically he would miss the first month, which I think is likely. Um, Lance and Darnold. They'll be there. You either have three or two there. One on the pup, but yeah, Lance and Darnold will probably be the first two quarterbacks. They'll be active week one. I do not expect Purdy, even if he's fully cleared by the last week of August, which is what his timeline says. September tenth is opening weekend. Um, I expect him to be a, a scratch, even if he's if he is not on the pup. I don't think that he'll be activated for week one. If you know the 49ers like we know the 49ers and how they utilize the language and the systems yeah. that are built to save players and things like that, he will start the season on the pup list. Hence why they went and signed Sam Darnold, too. So you guys got to understand what they're doing. Now, for the pup list, John, how many weeks is that? Is that six weeks? So it used to be six. Now it's, it's four. four weeks. You okay, have to so miss four minimum. So it's like the IR, but it's not the IR. Correct, because it doesn't count as an IR spot. Which means that they can bring, once you get off the pup list, you could come back. With the IR, you can only come back a certain amount of times, correct? And you get eight IR players currently. There you go. And that's what happened to us last season, John, right? Now, and, and I know I'm off topic, but it's interesting how we brought back Elijah Mitchell, but we could have brought back Hassan Ridgeway. I know this is hindsight, and Elijah Mitchell doesn't play in the NFC Championship game. How crazy was that? So it, it had to. Did you do you think the 49ers mismanaged the IR last year? Not because of Elijah Mitchell. No, I no, think no, they did because, because of, of Curtis Robinson, okay. um, who that was one of the spots they used early. So I think they're going to be a little bit smarter right. with how they use their early spots. I agree. Uh, because Curtis Robinson's awesome, special teamer, whatever. But like, yeah, you, you could have had a defensive, you know, plus player come out instead of just a special teamer. So I think they could be a little stingier um, early on. At least I hope so, because we know the 40 hours are going to get injured, um, but that's okay. And it's a small criticism. And so like, like I want to say this, I'm not being negative to Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers, but I am going to be a little critical of some of their moves. And I think that they would probably say a similar thing as well. Um, again, Kyle Shanahan is a top four coach for me in the NFL. Um, 
probably trending higher. Um, I, I love me some Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I, and, I, and I agree with you. All right. So our quarterbacks are set. We're taking three. All right. Let's go to the running backs. There's four on the, uh, on, on the active roster right now. We've taken these same four. Yes. Four plus one with uh, juice. Uh, juice in there. CMC, Mitchell, Juice, Jordan Mason, and TDP. Um, those would be the five. That's again, like as far as like positions that are just stout, um, the running back room, the defensive tackle room, those are two at the top of the list because oh, I mean, you just, how is somebody going to break into that? It's, it's going to be hard draft pick. How's somebody going to pass one of these cats to where they'll, they'll cut TDP. I, I just don't see it. They like TDP a lot more than Trey Sermon. I know that the parallels are there with the third round pick and all that stuff. I just don't see it. I remember they gave TDP carries over Jordan Mason in the NFC Championship game, which I think was wrong. But uh, they do like TDP much more than Trey Sermon. Oh, I agree. I mean, TDP he finished with about ninety, he ninety nine rushing yards last year. Mason finished with two hundred fifty eight, which was interesting. I mean, I'm like, damn, give him the ball more. Yep. <laughs> I've been screaming. I can't scream anymore, Mason. Man, I've I been screaming that dude nonstop. I know. Um, Wayne rolls his eyes every time. No, I, you, <laughs> listen. Jordan Mason is a running back. I think that's what makes him who he is. He's he has every trait to be a, a three down running back, like in the league. Uh, unfortunately, that's not what the 49ers want or need. <laughs> like yeah. they they're not a three down running back team. They don't need you to be the bell cow. They just need you to do what they need you to do when they need you to do it, like you're doing it on TV. And that's yep. just how they are. Uh, and so, uh, and the league is kind of trending that way. The 49ers are trendsetters. I'm telling you. I, I promise you. All right, running backs. Let's go to tight ends. Three on the roster. All three making it. Uh, currently, yes. This would be, if the if, the, if I'm setting the roster today, it's Kittle, Warner, Dwelly. Correct. However... This is one of the ones that I'm circling as a huge spot of contention and competition to where you could supersede and jump up past a Warner or a Dwelly. Um, yeah, yeah, so those are the three I got making it right now, but I, I think this is the one where it's like Kittle's the only lock currently. Okay. All right, let's go to the wide receivers. Yeah, the, same guys as last year. You've got Debo IU Jennings, Ray Ray, and then Danny Gray. That's five. That's five. Most times they only kept five. What about our reserves? Most teams keep Tate, six. So Martin. if you're keeping six, you've got Tay Martin, Daz Newsom, and Tyron Johnson fighting for that last spot. But again, Ray Ray is in the last year of his deal. The way the 49ers draft, you go after expiring contracts. So I fully expect, I think, Wayne, you put this out there more than anybody. Yep. They get you go get a returner slash mm -hmm. slot guy. Mm -hmm. uh, which Ray Ray hasn't played slot. He played the Debo role, but you go get somebody that can fulfill that role. You sit him for a year and he steps in next year. I listen, it, it's the way the 49ers do their thing, yep. you know, uh, and, and this is how they keep things churning. Right. Because we want the, we want the team to continue to win. If they have a, a specific prototype on how to set up their system, then they're going to make sure that they get these type of players to come in and fulfill these type of players. So it's going to be super interesting. Can I give two of my, I know this isn't draft Please. talk, two guys that I love in this role, that that Ray Ray returner slash Debo role, Jonathan Mingo, yes. wide receiver Ole Miss, and Rakeem Garrett out of Maryland. Okay, Those two guys Absolutely. I'm really, really high on. I have third round grades on both of them. Um, yeah, so I'm just throwing those two names out there. 
Jonathan Mingo, what uh and I know this is not the draft show. We'll talk a little bit more about this next week, but what I'm excited. What what is what is his uh you know his attributes? Like what does he look like? Tall, weight. Like, oh, he looks he, like a damn running back. I know uh, he has big hands. But <laughs> yeah, so 6'1, 220. Six he's one. big. Uh 49ers have met with him. Here, here's my write-up. Brawny patch catcher with a vertical verticality in his game. 4'4 four, four at 220 pounds is impressive. Fits the AJ Brown type mold of okay. that big physical old miss wide receiver. And here we go. Athletic directors on a roll three times. Chancellor's on a roll once. SEC academic on a roll twice. Dude, he he checks all of the boxes. Yeah, Muhammad Sanu and Chase Claypool are my athletic comps for him. I like that, uh, and 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 it's cool because uh, so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna see your other guy. I like Jonathan Mingo, but Tank Dell is my guy. Now I know that he's yeah. tiny. We've talked about this a couple of hundred times, but if you watched his pro day, the routes he was running were super crisp, and so he seems more to me like a Ray Ray. Like, all right, you can line you up outside, can line you up inside, can line you up in the backfield. He's got the speed. He's got the hands. He's got the route running. Like, he just needs weight. Yeah. <laughs> I have a second-round grade on tape. Oh, damn. So he won't be there. Anyway, all right. Well, so- no, well, hold on, because other sites have third and fourth-round grades. So I'm Correct. higher on him than most of those. And so after we talked, I went back and watched some more Houston tape. And I, I got to tell you, Wayne, uh, you were spot on way before I was. Like, I can't claim this guy uh, because th- this is you, and you were right. I mean, at, incredible route runner, John Brown, Antonio Brown type routes. I mean. That's what yeah. I said. Yeah. I, I said high ceiling. That's yeah. him. Like, yeah. he, because he is not a, when you think of route running, you think about somebody that can just get open. It's not just running the route. It's being able to fake the motherfucker out so you can get open. That's what he does. He's my wide receiver five. Like Damn. I'm pretty high on this cat. That's interesting. Uh, stop getting me all excited about <laughs> possibly, you know. Anyway, um, all right. So we got our receivers. Let's go to the offensive line. How many are we? How many are you taking of the 49ers? We have so I've, twelve, I believe. Yeah, this is where it gets a little tight because they they have to elevate one every week from the practice squad. Ah. So offensive tackle wise, Trent Williams, Colton McKivich, Jalen Moore, those three, I feel like they're a lock. Even if they do dress uh, a tackle in the third round or trade up, um, I think the wild card here they have Alfredo Gutierrez. I don't think he's making the roster. Leroy Watson. Uh, UTSA, he was teammates with Spencer Burford. Or Leroy? Or is it tomato, uh, tomato? I don't know. Does it matter? I don't know. I don't I just, know. You know. Leroy. Let's go. Leroy. 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 <laughs> um, and so, like, he's a guy, converted tight end. That's a wild card that mm-hmm. I think might be able to. His ceiling's pretty high. His ceiling is pretty high. And, he, and- he might get bumped up there. That's mm-hmm. one I've kind of got. I've got an asterisk next to that. He could be one of those guys that fits in interior wise. We know the first three banks, Brendel Burford and John Valenciano, his contract, he's making it. So for the offensive line, not making it. What do you do with Nick's kill? Do, do you red shirt him again? If you red shirt him, you got to have him on the active roster like they did last year. And just a healthy scratch every game, but they haven't seen him yet. So he could be, he could be a practice squad eligible. I'm talking about he the could. league. Right. So if you cut him, so you would have to cut him to do have that. To cut him. Yep. The 49ers were scared of that last year and kept him. Right. So again, the initial 53, nobody can touch. Practice squad, anybody could steal. So Nick Sakel was protected all of last year on the 53, despite not playing. 
Correct. I think I think it was more because they needed an emergency center on the roster just in case something happened to Jake Brindle. And right. and and they needed somebody. Even though Daniel Brunskill was there, uh, you know, they wanted to have just that extra. Now he was inactive a lot, but yes, just to be on the roster, I think that was part of their reason why they need it uh let's take a quick pause for another contribution break shout out to my man aaron from 49ers first take says cheers to you both aaron and i will be doing the show tonight on his channel at 5 p.m eastern standard time so make sure your alerts are set to on make sure you go follow 49ers first takes right here on youtube all right subscribe to that channel all right do that do it matter of fact open up a browser on your phone, on your uh, laptop, or whatever you're watching, your iPad, your notebook, your teddy book, whatever you want to call it, and go ahead and subscribe to that channel right now as we speak, all right? Listen, uh, this is awesome. Mose, you should not do this because I know every line to this movie. Just direct your pizza to Daddy Green's Pizza. All right, were you a Last Dragon fan? I was a big Last Dragon fan, man. I, was a bu- I-, I told you I'm a big Buster guy. Yeah, so right, like right. I, I got no cool. choice, man. Let me let me ask you this question. Uh the blue glow or the red glow? Because the I red like glow was fire. Red glow was awesome. That shit was way better than yeah, the blue glow. They better. need a better good guy glow. Yeah. Like, right? The red glow. They took that shit from uh Big Trouble in Little China, too. I don't know if you remember. Great movie. Great movie. Awesome. Great movie. Don't know who directed it. Don't care. Just know it was amazing. Good old Jack Burton. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I just love movies, dude. Uh, all right. Let's get to the defensive line. Let's start with the edge rushers. We have five now. Yeah. I Well, so you've got Bosa, Drake Jackson, Cleveland Farrell, uh-huh. Austin Bryant, and then you got Alex Barrett, who I just don't have making... I don't have making the roster. I think he's just going to be another practice squad guy that they really, really like. Uh, he brings versatility. Last year, they tried him out on the inside. Uh, he was playing defensive tackle snaps in uh, preseason and did not go well. We'll see if he bulks up and they keep him in that spot. But um, yeah, so Bosa, Jackson, Cleveland, Fair, Austin Bryant. But I will say this. Austin Bryant, I don't see as a lock to make the 53. Very similar to Kimiko Ture last year. If they hit on a couple draft guys that they like and they surprise, because I think they'll add not one but two edge players in this draft, Um, Austin Bryan is the bubble guy for me. All right. Uh, Give us your two edge for everybody to watch and look out for. Who are the two edge rushers that you feel you have? I know you have that shit right in front of your face, so I asked you right on the spot. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. There's there's a lot of guys on the back end. You know, everybody wants to talk about guys that I just don't think are going to be there. Okay. Um, because he edge goes early. So realistic: Zach Harrison, Ohio State; That's Dylan Horton, TCU; okay. I KJ in. Henry, Clemson. Clemson. Th- those are three guys that I like early. If Wait we're going, let's push a pause right there because yes, why do I feel that KJ Henry is going to be the guy? He's fun, man. Clemson. We we just signed two Clemson guys. You know where I'm going with this? <laughs> correlation. Go I mean, get it's it's going to be a Clemson party. Like, I just can feel they're going to bring in the young Clemson kid uh, or whatnot. All right, well, keep going. There's a reason why Clemson guys make sense for the 49ers. We're size and, and weight yes. prototypical. We have the 49ers have standards of certain positions. 6'4", 260. 
That's what they want every single edge to look like. 6'4", 260, around there. K.J. Henry, 6'4", 251. Like, he fits the the size and length and all those things that they want. Oh, what's up, Jared? I didn't know, Jared. I, I didn't even know I had a Spotify follower, and I'm I just, I'm glowing. Jared, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm an Apple Music guy, Apple Podcast guy. I occasionally listen to my Spotify, but the fact that you are following on Spotify, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for watching, too. What's up, Jerry? I love it. I love it. <laughs> you guys now, um, later round, Edge guys, fifth round, seventh round, yep. Jose Ramirez. Jose East, Ramirez. Uh, Eastern Michigan. Love That's him. Eight. He's undersized, but quick. Tony's been talking about Jose Ramirez so much that I need to figure out how to get the film on him. So it's hard I'll to get on that. It's yeah. hard to get Eastern. Um, the Niners went to his pro day yesterday. Okay. Viliami Fehoko out of San Jose state, San Jose six, state. three, two seventy six. Uh, 49ers have met with him twice now. And the last one I'll give you another old miss guy who the 49ers have met with as well. Tavius Robinson. Okay. Um, six, six, two fifty. So again, he, he kind of fits his play style comp was Dion Jordan, who we, this, team went after um as a late pickup as well so like uh transferred uh, from ontario he's a canadian guy which yeah. is fun to old miss he went from the north to the south, the south just like that <laughs> you know he, I, i'm sure he got sick right away too oh. like, as soon as he hit that climate change <laughs> all right so listen this is this is good this is good so we we have addressed the edge now john says he feels like we're going to take two edge rushers in the draft uh, let's talk about the defensive tackles because there's currently six of them. I know it's not feasible that all six make the roster, but who do you see getting cut out of these six players, bro? Because that's where it gets curious, John. Yeah. And it sounds like it's going to be T.Y. Yeah. I, I think if they did cut one, um, it, it'd have to be. You're not cutting Kalia Davis. You're not cutting Givens. You're not cutting Kinlaw for what we talked about earlier. You don't get any money back. Armstead, Hargrave. But they like Ty McGill. Now, if you remember last offseason, we lost three defensive tackles the last week of the preseason. Of the preseason. Yeah. And we were in dire straits. It was a mess. Yeah. You know, it, we lost everybody. And so they're they're stocking up on that position. It's possible to have six guys active, uh, especially with Armstead, who could play outside as well. But five is probably going to be the number there. All right, so five, and and that's that's right, you know, five. I I got eleven, uh, so six edges, five tackles, because they flipped them last year. Remember, they used to do six edge and five tackles, and then they flipped it as the year went on. Correct. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uncle Salty did put in the chat. Shout out to Uncle Salty. Uh, that I never knew that Big Trouble Little China A was directed by John Carpenter. When you see John Carpenter, all I think is Michael Myers. There you Halloween. go. I didn't know. Vampire, did man. You, yes. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know. So thank you. Thank you for that. Also, uh, he, these are so let, let me get your uh, interior guys. Um, yeah. So Hargrave, Armstead, Kinlaw, Givens, Kalia Davis. I have a very hard time with them spending a third round pick okay, or even a fifth round pick on defensive tackle because they're already kind of stacked. Like so that it, it's it's any seventh, any sixth or seventh round projects that the 49ers yes. can look for a steal. 
Jalen Redman out of OU, and I hate OU, but I love this guy's tape. Um, I think he's he's a lot of fun. Shout out to Brian Carter, who's helping us with draft work. Uh, he champions Jalen Redman. He, he's a big fan to him. So I think that he makes sense. Um, you know, Broderick Martin out of Western Kentucky, if you're one, one of those. He, he's a Ridgeway type guy, 330. You know, I have just him on my stout. list. Yeah. Because, and, because I, I want your guy out of Texas. <laughs> But we, you know, if we're gonna fill in a, they don't make sense guy, anymore. It they make don't sense. make not with the signing of Ty and Hargrave. It, yeah. it, like another guy, Dante Steals out of West Virginia. Forty nine met with him, Steals, but it doesn't make sense. No, it does. If he's there in the seventh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I, and I, I don't a, mind because this is a position that probably ain't going to make the roster. Okay, correct. so you got four seventh rounders. Last year, every draft pick made the roster except for one guy, Tariq Castro Fields. Yeah. I don't think all 11 are going to make it, but if you have eight out of 11, that's cool. Yeah. And so if you spend a seventh rounder on Dante Steele's, your entire defensive tackle room stays healthy. Ty McGill, Kalia Davis, Givens, Kinlaw, Armstead, Hargrave. You get to the 53-man roster. You cut steals. Try to get them back on your practice squad, and you cross your fingers. Like That's what the seventh round is going to be, sadly. All right. I could dig it. I could dig it. All right, let's get to the to the linebacking core. Um, we have Ooh. about five linebackers, but which Stout. ones are making the roster? Because six linebackers. I forgot Curtis. Uh, what did you say his name was? Curtis Robinson still here? Yeah, and they lo- Curtis Robinson made the fifty three last year, right? Which and was got, a shock to everybody. On the pup or some crack crazy or IR. They, they put they made him fifty three. Then immediately moved him to IR. Brought back uh, Gibson, wasn't it? Yes, because Gibson was cut. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Was Brad he cut? Bro- no, 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 no. They signed him off the street. Who 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 was it that they Sean cut Gibson was signed off that? the street? They swapped somebody like anyway. Um, so I have Warner, Greenlaw, Burks. They're as locks. The last three are fighting for two spots. I've got Curtis Robinson and Marcelino McCrary ball making it. DFF, they didn't even tender. They cut him loose. Yes. Brought him back on a vet minimum deal. He wants to be here. He's very good at special teams. But, man, I, I, I ain't going to lie. If you're looking for just special teams, DFF, I get it. But if you're looking at somebody that could actually play linebacking spots, it's Robinson and McCrary ball way ahead of DFF. So if I was making the roster, Robinson and McCrary would make it over DFF. Whew. He is just a special teams guy. He should never play a linebacker spot again. Um, not trying to be rude or disrespectful, but like. He had some yeah. pretty terrible games. Yeah. But he looks yeah. good. He's out there training. Uh, he's it, training with special the, teamer. He's just going to be a career special teamer. There's nothing wrong with that. He's training with the big boys, though. He's training with uh, uh, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, man. So that box of tape was mean. Uh, the thing I got away from that box of tape is I do not want to fight Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw. I mean, he is mean. If your body can withstand the blows, he's going to tire himself out. So I'm hurt from skiing a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the way my feet are set up right now, man. Listen, uh, they going into a, a a foot massage bath after we get off the show. All right, uh, let's go to the let's do safeties, and then we'll end with corners. Um, yeah, safety. Hufunga, Gibson, Odom, they're locks. Hmm. The red, the one that I'm just like, gosh, I really want on this roster is Taylor Hawkins. I Big love Taylor Tay. Hawkins. Hey, it's just how does he? Crack How does he get there? How does he crack it? They were able to keep him on the practice squad. Nobody took him last year. So, you know, in typical 49ers fashion, I think they're going to stash him again. 
But gosh, I want to see what he can do. He was so fun in the preseason and training camp. Yeah. I'm really, really high on that cat, but I just don't see it right now with the numbers. I hear you, bro. Look, we got a couple of questions. Uh, who do we use our franchise tag on? Didn't use it. 49ers don't like to use it. They don't. I thought they would use it on Robbie Gold, though, but they played me. They did it before. Well, they might get him back cheaper now. They might have read the market much better than he did. Yeah. The 49ers are geniuses at the market reading game. Uh, what are your thoughts on Quantrez Knight? Could he possibly slide from nickel to a safety type of a position? They've played him at safety, nickel, and outside corner. He's played all three. They love him. He was the practice squad player of the year on the defensive side. I'm the biggest Q Knight fan that exists, I think. I love this kid. He's a ball hawk. Just get him on the damn field. He's a personality. He's energy amplified. Like, you want to know the closest thing to Jimmy Ward is Quantrez Knight personality, personality-wise. Not talking, like, game tape. I love that kid. I don't – I could see him taking Ambry Thomas's spot at the corner. Yeah. But can he pass Taylor Hawkins, who's a clear safety, like a cleaner safety? I don't know. God, I want to find a way for Quantrez Knight. If there was one guy I could say you can guarantee a roster spot because you know he's going to develop, Quantrez Knight is the guy I'm I'm freaking I'm putting my claim on. I like that. Let me since we're talking about the safeties and we're going to end with the corners. Do we draft a safety if you have a guy like Taylor Hawkins there? They have early, not drafted early, safeties at all. Early um, is what I'm trying to say. Like third round, fourth round, because you're going to miss out on some guys like a Ronnie Hickman. There's going to be some guys you're going to miss out on. Do you think the I mean you want to be well? Let me ask you this: Do you see Taylor Hawkins possibly replacing Tashawn Gibson moving forward? That's the question. I think it's a possibility. And whenever you add it to the fact that the 49ers were in this exact same situation with Chukwaski Tart. Uh, 2021, what did they do? They signed up to a one-year low deal, just like they just did with Tayshawn Gibson. And then they drafted in the fifth round. The fifth, They went into the fifth round to go get Talano Hufunga. Uh, even though they had a gold helmet status on them, they went into the mm-hmm. fifth round. Um, they, knew no, they, they knew no one else was, was looking at him. They had to. They had to have that much faith that he was going to be available. But, like, look at last year. Every single Niners mock draft had safety as the number one position of need. You remember that? Yeah. And everybody did. Did they draft one safety last no, year? No, they brought in Leon O'Neal Jr. And it was and it was Jimmy Ward's last year in his deal. And they were still just, like, shoulder shrug. So, like. Yeah, but Jimmy, though, right, John, looked like he was going to. He could still give you a few years. Tayshawn Gibson is a little yeah, older. He almost retired, yeah. Yeah. So I, I could see them adding the safety. I have a very hard time seeing them going after a third round safety. Having oh, said on. that, wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 because I got to ask you <laughs> if there's a Sydney Brown. Yeah, I like Sydney Brown a lot. If there's a Jamie Robinson from Florida State, that's a realistic option. And the 49ers met with him. I'm just saying, if they're there, what does that mean? Do you do you say do you are you dra- are the 49ers in position right now to just draft the best damn player available at a position? It's not what they do early. It's not what they do. They've no. never done that early. I, they but, have never done that in the first, second, or third round. Okay. Ever. Okay. Right, right. Running backs. I they you. do it late. They do it late. I got you. Running backs. But they they go after positions of need early and premium positions. That's why it's always edge or old lineman. 
right? It's D-line, it's O-line, and then it's position of need. They draft Ayuk whenever they lost Emmanuel Sanders, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just kind of – so I so I don't know. I don't see them doing that, not saying they shouldn't, not saying I disagree with them. I'm just saying based on their track record, we have not seen them do that. But I do like me some Jamie Robinson. I think he might be there. <laughs> I do like Jamie Robinson. It's, it's, uh, right. I think <sighs> – I'm, I don't see at this moment that to me that the only need would be right tackle. I feel like that's the only need. There would need to be a Blake Freeland, somebody that slipped out of the first round. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not drafting a lower version tackle that it's going to have to come in here and develop. But if there's a guy that fell, that would be the only need that I can see them drafting in the third round. So if that right tackle isn't available, a guy like Jamie Robinson or one of these premier safeties, I mean, the question is, when do you put them on the field too? Like, you know. And I'll say another thing. I I don't value the safety position very much in the NFL at all. And the Niners don't seem to as well. I'm fine with the fifth no. round safety. I'm fine with the seventh round safety. Weird. It's so weird. You would think yeah. John Lynch is like, I got to get me a guy. Not okay. today's NFL. They just do not, man. I, I would I would argue they value the safety position less than any other position on that's a starter. Well, offense or defense. It's the way that it looks because you know why? They feel like that they can go and find one of those guys in free agency. Yeah. Pick them up off the street, man. Yeah. All right. But Maybe. if they do go the fifth round, I like I always mess up his name. Jai Irie oh, Brown out of Penn you State. Think he's gonna make it right? to the fifth round? I got I've four, seen four, four fifth round. and sixth round. Um really? I again safeties fall, man. Safeties fall. Care for safeties Penn State. fall. Yeah. Speaking I like of Penn State, I gotta put the plug in there. Uh shout out to Steph Sanchez. But the 49ers oh are at Penn State's pro day right now. So, yes. if you want to know a player they're probably looking at, other than Brenton Strange, the tight end, it's probably Jair Brown. The, their wide receiver is pretty fun too. Uh, Parker one? Washington. Okay. Um, he he's a fun cat. He's he looks like a running back. Golden Tate's kind of my comp for him. Uh, returner, like he he's the definition of a New England Patriots wide receiver. If that makes sense, <laughs> like he's not white, but like he works fifteen yards and just first downs tough and just over the middle beast. Um, so I got a fourth round grade on him. I think he could fall a little bit. Parker Washington, two hundred four pounds, five ten, ran a four four nine. Uh, for those that want to know, speed didn't show on film. I was really shocked by seeing his 40 time, to be okay. honest with you. All right. So Man, he's just tough. He's just a, a list, football player. A list of uh, Penn State players that are probably going to be participating at the pro day Joey Porter Jr. There's no way the 49ers no are to move up. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> right. Parker Washington, uh, Jair Brown, Juice Scruggs. Yes. The center. Yes. 301 pounds, 6'3, ran 5'2'2. Two, two. Yes. Possible he'll be there. Uh, Brenton Strange, tight end. Uh, Mitchell Tinsley, another wide receiver. P.J. Mustafer, defensive tackle. Nick Turburton, defensive end. And then the quarterback, quarterback Sean uh, Clifford. Uh, so, And Penn State produces some NFL players, bro. Athletes, I'm, one of the best strength and conditioning programs in the, in the entire country. Facts. Last question on the safety. Peanut Jeff says, I made it. Does Hawkins have the speed to be our free safety? Then they don't really go after speed at that position, or at least they haven't. Um, but yeah, I think he fits it. I, I don't know what his 40 time is. He wasn't a combine guy. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm curious. Let me see if I could find 
anytime you find these non combine guys 40 times, it's yes, always time. like really, really good. There we go. At his, uh, his pro day, 4.5340, which is faster than Hufunga. Yeah. So Hufunga was like a 4.6 something. Yeah. A high 4.6 too, like 4.67. Yeah. Yeah. So 4.7. All right. Uh, let's end it on the cornerbacks, John. Uh, John. 49ers have a few cornerbacks. How many? Uh, you already said Ambry Thomas probably won't make this roster. He's the bubble. He's on the bubble. I, I think. And that's I think crazy. you've got four that are locks. Ward, Demo, Isaiah Oliver, Chance Womack. Those okay. guys guaranteed making the roster. You then you've got a lot of guys. Like, they've got bodies here. Ambry wow. Thomas, Quantrez yep. Knight, yep. A.J. Parker, Trey yep. Swelling, Miles yep. Hartfield, who they yep. just signed. So the three guys right now that are fighting for a spot, Ambry Thomas, Quantrez Knight, Miles Hart- Hartford. Correct. It's going to be interesting. An interesting room. And, you know, it's going to be really fun because – uh, new defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes is probably going to have some fun with these DBs uh, this off season. So get ready, y'all. Get ready, John. What an early fifty-three! I love it. Uh, I love it a lot. I got to ask you before we get out of here: uh, we're drafting a cornerback. I-, I feel like we're going to draft a cornerback or two. Yes. Uh, where though? Where do you see the 49ers drafting a cornerback? So cornerback falls under premium position territory. So third round makes sense there. Um, you know, probably an O-line, D-line to get things started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully they don't go running back. But, man, I will be honest with you. If you're if you're one of those best player available people, <laughs> running back makes sense this year, the third round. But I don't want them to do it, um, okay. if that makes sense. Um, Ty J Spears, Zach Charbonnet, those two guys, I freaking love if they're there. Roshan Johnson, absolutely incredible. Uh, he's one of my Texas boys that I'm just a big fan of. But, man, if I look at fifth-round running backs, I've got, like, I think I have six fifth-round running backs I really, really like. Cornerback so, or running backs? Running backs, running okay. backs. So I hope they wait on running backs, even though I know it's a fun position. Um, I got about six, too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, if Tajay Spears is in the third round, F it. Just draft him. That's 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 who I have my my heart set on. He's so good. He's, it's just because he can come in here and the 49ers will continue to be productive from day one. I, third down back. That's all you need him for. Third down back. And it relieves pressure. But there are plenty, a plethora of running backs that the 49ers yes. can get. You know. Yes. But if you get in a corner in the third round, Darius Rush, baby. That's my guy! Yeah. They, they, Niners met with him. They like him. It's the guy I want. So, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I don't want guys but that's the guy like I, if we can get Darius Rush oh my gosh he doesn't have to redshirt but if he did redshirt oh my gosh can you imagine Mooney Ward's contract expires they probably won't bring him back he got the replacement right there he's a big corner out there on the edge man, good, man up man up Woo, woo. alright I like this man I like that Jalen Jones another kid uh, uh, what's the kid from uh, Kansas State um, let's see here. Julius uh, yes. Oh, he's fun, man. That yeah. dude is a freaking athlete and a half. Okay. And he makes sense. Six two one ninety eight. Him and Rush have like the exact same athletic profile. Same um, profile, bro. And, and that's kind of what they do. Awareness is top notch. 49ers have met with them. Uh, academic, all big 12. Like he's got 41 and a half inch vert. Like he has an athletic profile that is to die for. Yeah. And so he is your perfect build. It's just, where is he going to go? I, I, second round is probably where he should go, but there's a lot of second round corners. Somebody's going to fall. 
All right. We got one more question from Mimi B. Do you think a free agent player of need can possibly come to the front office taking low money so that they can play for a winning organization? It, it, it would be at the edge position, which there's a, a plethora of guys, old, long in the tooth guys that are just sitting there waiting for one of them to fall to establish the market. It's so what's up, Brian? And so the edge position makes the most sense. There's just so many guys there, Justin Houston. Um, Yannick probably doesn't fit into that mold, but I mean, there's just guys there, Leonard Floyd, uh, lots of guys that can get, you know, four or five sacks for, you know, a $3 million contract, but we'll see. Um, they did the same thing with Kamiko Ture last year and he never got PT. So hey, there it is. There it is. All right, man. Listen, thank you all so much for tuning in. Before we get up out of here, please go ahead uh, and check out my brother, Ted H. He is live right now. I'm going to post a link right here uh, on the show so you guys can check him out. Um, he's go- He's live right now. So after we jump off here, if you want more 49ers, great 49ers content, I want to make sure I put that ad- adjective right in front of the word. If you want some more uh, 49ers content, great content, make sure you go ahead and check it out. Click on that link right there and in- in right here in the chat. All right, right here in the live chat. John, has been real. Uh, Always good, man. Can't wait Always good. Tuesday and next Friday. Uh, don't yeah. forget, next week, guys, the John and Wayne mock draft 1.0. We get to do four of them, so it's going to be exciting. Who gets control? Who gets final say? I got to know this now. Who gets final? Are we going to alternate? How are we going to do this? Let's alternate. Should, let's alternate. Uh, let's, let's, let's well, for, let, you know what? Let's <laughs> let's let's shoot for it on the air, and then we'll alternate. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll All right. Dice, spin a wheel, kiss the bottle. I don't know. We'll do some shit on the air, <laughs> <laughs> or we could put out a poll. And and let them let them decide. They can decide. You know, it's up to Oof. you. Well, 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 let's alternate first because we're going to do a couple of these. Yeah, and then one time you'll have full control, final okay. say, and then another time I'll have it. We'll we'll, we'll do all three. I, I don't think I'm allowed full control. I wouldn't mind <laughs> if you just took full control. Just let me get a pick or two. You know what I mean? But hey, let's do it the way. We'll talk about it off the air. All Guys, right. it's I been like great. It. Like Happy it. Friday. Enjoy your day. We love you over here. 49ers Rush is in the building. Your boy Wayne Breezy and the Nitty Gritty Niners crew is in the building. Shout out to Peachy for holding stuff down behind the scenes. Shout out to all the members of the Breezy's Bunch. We appreciate you. To the subscribers of the channel, thank you so much for your patronage. I think I made that word up. I love it. It's how I do things. Stay up. Stay faithful. Always keep it nitty gritty. And thanks for watching.